What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have not a daughter with a daughter. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mkaw. We could Sa enough to buy some Za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. So this is what I've started noticing, whether it's Spain, whether it's Monaco or the races before that, suddenly because of split strategy or tire cliffs or things getting into Hamilton's visor or his head, the last seven, eight laps of every race are getting very, very interesting. And that was the case, case at Monaco. My name is Rishi Kapoor. Kunal Shah awaits his turn to say hi to you. And this is the Inside Line F1 podcast. Hello, Kunal. Hi, Rishi. Yes, I have one more observation that I've made. That is? We have two world winer champions on the grid. <laughs> winers, I tell you. Winers and champions of the likes of Alonso and Hamilton that have been crying. Alonso pre-race cry saying, oh God, the whole world loves me. In the paddock, everybody's praising me. But in-house, maybe I'm not given the moral support. And suddenly Ferrari comes up with a very stupid PR strategy where they release a statement saying he's the best. And Hamilton, well, that's a story even more sour. Yeah, but before I go to Hamilton, Rishi, I loved Raikkonen's reaction. <laughs> there wasn't any. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, back to Hamilton. I don't know if he's a bad loser or he's lost perspective or he's scared of Rosberg. I don't know which one. And I, let me tell you, let me, let me start by saying I absolutely love him as a driver. Okay, he's a phenomenal talent. He's a dog lover. Okay, two things that work in his favor. Mm. But, uh, but you know, he's just lost perspective sometimes. The worst thing that he could have done is compared Mercedes to McLaren. And if you turn around and say, oh, we had two strategists there and, and, you know, both would come up with the most optimum thing for me. And there's just one strategist here and, you know, he's making the calls for both the drivers. Well, he shouldn't forget that he just won the last four Grand Prix. He won the last four Grand Prix. He is only going to be battling Rosberg by the looks of it. He's some four points down. He couldn't have been in a better position. I mean, he's finally fighting for a world championship, Rishi. And let me put it this way. I mean, after seeing his rise in Formula 1 in his debut season, all of us, including him, would be surprised that he's only won a single championship. This is his chance to win the second one. And I don't know why he's still whining. And then he comes up with statements like, oh, Rosberg had the faster car. Then why didn't he beat you? I mean, I just don't understand. There are a lot of races going your way. Some will go his way because, well, you both are really, really good. Yeah, but you know, now I really wonder. There is a there is a dilemma in Lewis's life, Rishi. And that is? So in the garage, he has a Nico to deal with. Yeah. And in the bedroom, he has a Nicole to deal with. <laughs> And performance pressure at both ends. I mean, really. <laughs> Just that, you know, we have uh, Formula 1 and bedroom jokes. And, and, and I must tell you, if, if, he, if he can turn around and say that Nico was given the preferential strategy this time and was given the call. Well, that was the case in the first four races that he won. And uh, which also goes to say that the team controls the fortunes of the driver. We said this in the last podcast. We had a few fans disagreeing. Mm. But Hamilton's claim actually substantiates what we said mm. that at the end of the day there is that one window to bring in your driver and you bring in your lead driver but interestingly will they always bring in the lead driver or will they bring in the driver 
who is leading the drivers championship and the they in this case of course is mercedes <laughs> yes they 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 i know that for a fact that if there was a driver preferential uh, program ferrari would ace it because they usually do it for alonso but yesterday kimi raikkonen really had to go and i feel for the guy i mean he's a total chiller i love his attitude and he's been getting the better of alonso in the last two races but the luck is just not going his way he probably needs to down a few more magnums i guess you know <laughs> but he had a brilliant start i mean he was phenomenal and his uh, i'm i'm guessing his puncture was just sheer bad luck Yes, but then later Raikkonen made a fool of himself. I mean, he was just playing dashing cars like we do in SL World. Uh, what was he trying to do? I mean, I was desperate. That was blind, and then he went on to crash and crush um, Magnussen's wing as well. And, and Magnussen has turned around and said, "Well, I don't know what he was drinking, but it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> water for sure." Um, The FIA would have surely checked his post-race. water sample I, i bet <laughs> if raikkonen had one test tube to give um coming back to ferrari powered cars another ferrari powered car sauber and adrian sutil i mean that man is phenomenal in monaco every year he has two to three overtaking maneuvers last year on champions in the same place this year he was making other cars look absolutely ordinary how does he do it and then later goes and crashes yeah you know the biggest irony of this is he's mastered overtaking in the slowest possible corner in formula 1 correct and then he goes and crashes entering into the possibly fastest corner on the circuit <laughs> it's a little funny but yes he is a phenomenal street racer and we saw it last year we saw it this year i really want him to do well especially because now jules bianchi has scored a point for marussia and sauber has no points in the championship i'm glad you bring this up a great drive brilliant opportunity drivers uh, falling and making mistakes and having to do extra pit stops cars retiring especially renault all of this came together for bianchi he held it on track and he held it well he didn't succumb to pressure but you know having won the point where does he go from here because he's a supreme talent we all know it he's ferrari's blue eyed boy but let's face it ferrari doesn't doesn't have the vacancy the max he can do is go to sauber where else i mean because red bull will not take him yeah it's a very interesting point this is possibly the same dilemma that even a nico hulkenberg faces even a sergio perez faces okay that after doing so well mm-hmm. with a midfield team and in bianchi's case you know literally a bottom rung team their first ever points in some 4 5 years of racing mm-hmm. one doesn't know where he can go and sauber i don't know if the car's good maybe 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 a sahara force india next year you wouldn't know well i don't think sahara force india f1 is happening because well, they have a great team lineup i personally feel perez has been getting the better of hulkenberg for the last two races and when you say hulkenberg we know you're talking of absolutely immense talent so that's another great team brewing there perez bad luck yesterday and yesterday i read a very very amazing tweet that you know nico hulkenberg was told that oh god you've missed a you you missed a top team drive and you know you could have probably been to mclaren etc look at this force india f1 is actually beating mclaren and at least one ferrari every race which means he's now in a top team drive the top team being our own team seemingly so right and you know it's it's a great uh, it's always great to see teammates fight so hard and fast and still fair and i'd love to see who comes out on top here ricardo came on top battle didn't battle had some bad luck there okay i really believe he had a great start and he had the race space to uh, hold it but uh, well i would say with with ricardo with with battle and and raikkonen ricardo got a bit lucky yesterday he was good though Yeah that's always the case in Monaco you know you never know when you get lucky in the case of Ricciardo in the case of Bianchi as well and also somewhere in I would say the case of Maldonado you know I guess all the 21 drivers got lucky that he didn't start the race apart from 
apart from three drivers who I believe got penalized because of some wrong grid position they started off in, okay. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show the power of Pastor Maldonado, whether or not he's on the grid racing. <laughs> May not have the funding next year to race. Yippee! May- Yay! Woo, woo, woo! PDBSA, good decision, that one. Grosjean may not have a team to go to. Well, Lotus is fearing that he might go to any team. I don't see him going anywhere because, well, there is no place for him to go in a better car. But when we talk of Monaco, when we talk of the closed street circuit, what happened to Hamilton yesterday was a great surprise to me. Because, well, he had some stuff in his eye. I've seen this happening to Michael before. And, you know, drivers don't take their hands off the racing wheel in Monaco to just just open the visor and try cleaning his eyes. And why why, why does that happen? Monaco is a street circuit. Mm. There is possibility there is a possibility of higher dirt and dust around the circuit because the barriers being so close mm. and especially we could see at, at the novel chicane for example there were lots of marbles as well mm-hmm. so he would probably risk hitting something else into his eye if you did just opened up and it's actually really impossible to do it in monaco maybe another circuit where there's a longer straight mm-hmm. but monaco is just so millimeter close to everything that you couldn't have possibly done that the only thing that could have crossed his visor and come out were his tears. <laughs> and he actually did cry like a little girl over there. But uh, I, I just hope the PR becomes as strong as the racing is in Mercedes' case. Vettel has turned around and said that Mercedes has a better advantage than what he had last year. Which I, which I personally believe is the biggest amount of bullshit I've heard in Formula 1. Because last year, uh, Vettel did not have a villain to his story. Weber wasn't that good. Vettel absolutely had nobody to fight. Here, Hamilton and Rosberg become villains to each other and and, and, and that makes it just a little more complicated and good TV for us. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't know in what context Sebastian Vettel was talking of it. I mean, I know what context, but I don't know what was in his mind. Because he enjoyed supremacy, which probably nobody would enjoy for the next five, seven, six years, possibly. Okay. And like you said, there wasn't a Weber. And here we have a Rosberg killing Hamilton and the other way around. So... I think Sebastian was just trying to be a little cheeky there. Yes, Sebastian might be playing his might be playing his end of the mind games. Lewis has started his. Nico looks like a headstrong guy. Whatever it is, Formula One now, along with the circus, goes to Canada, where Chandok has got a Formula E drive. Bruno Senna joins him at Mahindra Racing. Yes, the former HRD teammates are actually going to be driving for Mahindra's Formula E entry, and. Uh, It'll be good to see how they perform because they are going up against some really big names. And I am really keen to see where Naren Karthikian lands up in all of this. Well, wherever he will be, he won't be away from our eyes. Voices, actually, in this case. We're going to catch you next week with the pre-Canadian Grand Prix podcast. Till then, you drive safe and have a great week to come. And keep racing. Something's in my visor. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.